Ladies and gentlemen, I would now like to welcome back on Ireland Calls a lady that has been a very hard worker within the Ladies Gaelic Athletic Association in New York for many, many years. And she has served as the chairperson twice. Nola Cleary, you're very welcome to Ireland Calls. Thank you, Trafford. Now, look, you are from County Fermanagh in Ireland. Are there many people from Fermanagh in New York? Well, like every other county, we, we get uh, boosts now and again, but uh, overall we're probably one of the smallest county representations here within the whole of, of New York. Yes, and, and you were chairperson of Fermanagh for many years too. Yes, that's right, Fermanagh Football Club and uh, the County Fermanagh Association yes. president of that. Fermanagh is accepting anybody from Fermanagh. Have Fermanagh lineage, yes, yes, um, yes, to join the association. Um, we do have a Facebook page for the County Fermanagh P&B Association and anybody can contact us through that. And you have been involved in the New York Ladies Gaelic Athletic Association for many years now. Did that happen when you first came to New York? Well, actually, probably my initial involvement in the GA was through the men's GA when um, Fermanagh started a men's club in, I think, 1995. I came here in 93, um, the, near the end of 93, and uh, started that club in 1995, and I, I was the club secretary for the men's GA. A lot of those people um, are still here, but a lot are gone over the years. But that was how my initial involvement in the GA. And then, um, you know, out of that, the Fermanagh Ladies Football Club was born in the late 90s, the start of the 2000s. And I was their delegate at the Ladies GA. And from that then, I was elected chairperson of the Ladies GA. Were you a player, for those that don't know you, or an officer? Uh, I was both. <laughs> For my first couple of years um, with the Fermanagh Ladies, I played uh, in goals for the Fermanagh Ladies. Now, I won't say I was very good, but I was there. As you know, I'm a, a physical therapist by trade, and, and being a goalkeeper, your hands tend to get a lot of abuse. So I actually injured one of my fingers, and that kind of put an end to my playing career because uh, my work career was much more important than I needed my hands to do what I do. That's for sure. And you know, there is a lot of young women playing Gaelic football. Why do you feel it's very important for young women who were born in New York to be playing football in New York? Well, that was always, you know, when I got involved in the in the LGFA here in New York, there really was no structure in place for, for young girls to play. Most of them, you know, the really good footballers were playing on the men's teams up until, what, 14 or 15 but after that, there was nowhere for those girls to play, and there was no uh, single, uh, you know, young girl uh, teams. So um, in 2003, I think, um, you know, after I was elected, I started the Gaelic for Girls program alongside uh, Pauline Boylan Call, who was my uh, development officer at the time. And um, so we got that up and running, and that gave us a, a platform to sort of recruit girls purely into um, into playing ladies football initially, just as uh, you know a, a generic group. And from that, then uh, several clubs formed, pretty much through the structure of the minor board. We had Rockland formed a team, Shannon Gales, Rangers, and Celtic. Then St Bridget's was born also as a new team back in I think two thousand and eight. Um, so, you know, that, that was where the structure came out of. And I just think it was very important that we had our own uh, youth board to try and develop the game because I, I just think there was the opportunity was there 
to to build the game and build more and more players into into the senior game here by having them come up through the ranks. Since you've been involved, have you seen many changes? Well, obviously the biggest change is, uh, you know, um, there are more and more young Americans playing the game from under eight right up until the adult game. Probably when I started, if we had 15 to 20% of the players that were playing at the adult game were were American-born. Now, I would say we're probably closer to 60 to 70% of, of the players. We've gone from having, uh, you know, we have a senior division and a junior division now, which is, is you know, the junior division gives, gives more and more girls the opportunity to play. There's junior A, there's junior B. Um, you know, so there's multiple ways to go, uh, have the game grow, uh, which, which is huge. And, um, you know, I think... There's less reliance on on the players coming over from Ireland, but we do identify that there is a need to have, you know, even to have one summer player per team, just from the experience those players bring to and give to the young Americans, um, you know, through the the training sessions, etc. It really does add to the game. Yes, and how about the skill level? Now you just t- touched on it there of the players today compared to when it began. Well, the the skill level has definitely greatly improved. And in fact, you know, probably it's easier for, for a girl to adapt into the game because of the ability to pick the ball up off the ground, which is a huge difference from the men's game. So that in, increases the, uh, you know, I mean, girls can take up the game at any age. It doesn't have to be something that you've been playing from a very young age to reach a high level of skill. By having that ability, it also increases the speed of the game. So, you know... The young American girls are known for their ability to play in multiple sports, but they're also known for their ability, their fitness ability is unbelievable. So that has really increased the game. Probably one area that was lacking was the ability to kick the ball. And I think over the years we have seen that is improving with time because girls, you know, now we have, um, you know, you'd have your star forward from Ireland, but now you have some star forwards coming up through the game here, you know, and and that's important too. Um, you know, so their their ability to kick and be more accurate with the kicks is, is really improving. And, you know, that's one of the big changes I would say I've seen. How do you think the game has progressed in Ireland? It's gone to a whole new level in Ireland. It's nearly, you know, it, it has reached, you know, a, a whole new audience uh, through the TG Cahar, um sponsorship of the ladies' game. Um, you know, they have a huge TV audience, the um, players, you know, the county players are, are, are coming in on a similar level now to the men's, but there's still a lot of work to be done on that because, you know, you know, there's still a lot of pushing to get more people to go to the games, especially the ladies' games. Um, you know, but, but there there's huge work being done on that. There's huge promotion of the game and there's much more name recognition within, you know, the top players in Ireland. Um, and I think that's all important. Uh, it has this... You know, social media has had a big part to play in that in trying to promote the game. And, you know, now there is much more recognition of ladies uh, players, you know, than there would have been even 10 years ago. Yes, uh, yes. And it's about time, really. That's my opinion. It's definitely about time. And the same in Camogie, too. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. New York has sent teams to Ireland. How have they done? In the earlier years, we probably were a, a little bit stronger because, you know, at, at at one point we we played in the junior All Ireland Championship, but we were allowed to enter in at a at a, a semi final stage or a quarter final stage, which only meant playing one game and then into the final if if we did. And and you know, in over the years, uh, New York were in three all, junior All Ireland finals in uh, ninety nine, 
2011 and again in 2014. Unfortunately, we were unable to to bring the silverware home. But in recent years, you know, it, um, you know we haven't been able to to uh, go in at a later stage and have been required to to um, play in a sort of a round robin stage, which would mean th- at a minimum of three games. Which, in you know, from a organization point of view it would require at least 10 days in Ireland so you're not necessarily uh, you know able to bring the strongest team you know because girls are not able to give up 10, 10 days to go to Ireland to play football you know um, from the work schedule and also now with the All-Ireland being played earlier um, you know the end of July those games take place still during for many what would still be during the school year or the college year so, um, you know, it has, it has kind of uh, made us less effective in participating in Ireland. But we still have participated in the World Games in recent years, and we've done very well in them. Um, and, uh, you know, the hope would be that we could continue to, to play in, you know, get back into that Junior All-Ireland or at least find a competition um, that would be suitable, you know, that wouldn't require the length of stay. So maybe, maybe, maybe another international competition with teams from, from England and Europe um, participating. So at least give us something to, to strive for, to build on here. And, I mean, of course, the girls have been participating in FELA over the last, I think our first FELA team was in 2006. Um, and in the past two years, the, the FELA team have won the Division One title um, two years in a row. They're going this year for their third in a row. Um, which is a, a huge, huge uh, fate when you know when you associate what Taylor is all about, um, and teams from all over Ireland and some of the top uh, club teams in Ireland you're participating against, and the girls have come out on top two years in a row, which is uh, truly amazing. It is, and, and mo- I think all of those girls, most of them anyway, were uh, American-born girls, oh, weren't they? Oh, they all they all are. Yeah. Uh, the Taylor team is all American-born. They're under 15 girls who are coming up through Gaelic for girls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that is absolutely wonderful. Now, look, you have been a very important part of the New York Ladies Gaelic Athletic Association. You have given not only your time but your expertise as a physiotherapist as well as treating a lot of players all over the years, haven't you? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. That that has gone with the uh, you know with the job. But yeah, I mean, it, I'm very lucky that my work has brought me alongside something I really enjoy, sport. Sport I really enjoy between both the men's GA and the ladies' GA. You know, I've I've, I've treated a lot of bodies over the years, a lot of injuries, and uh, continue to do so. Of course, that uh, has been my main focus actually over the last year is is through my work. Yes, and uh, when anybody's injured, ever oh. That's okay. Now, knowledge will fix you. <laughs> <laughs> Quite as easy, but I do, I do do my best. <laughs> Thank you for that over the years, and um, congratulations to you, Nolik. You have been selected as this year's guest of honour for the Ladies Gaelic Athletic Association dinner dance. How does that make you feel? I'm absolutely delighted to be receiving the award. Um, I suppose I would say it, it hasn't been, the, it's not the first time, but, uh, you know, they're recognising the number of years um, I have put in. Last year, I had stepped down from, from the board to give myself, as I said, more time to focus on my professional development. So, um, you know, I'm very honoured that they are recognising the work I've done over the years. And, and you know, I'm still very much involved in, uh, you know, the organization. I keep in touch with everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, I'm 
I'm truly honoured to be receiving this. When is the dinner dance and where is it now, look? Uh, the dinner dance is uh, Friday the 19th of January um, in Terrace in the Park in Queen's. And how can people get tickets or make reservations? They can follow the New York ladies on Instagram or on the Facebook page and there's a link there to purchase tickets for the dinner dance. No, look, you have been an inspiration to many young women and you've even, when you're not a chairperson anymore, you're still working hard and you're still encouraging them and you're still there working away very hard. We do hope that you're going to continue to influence these wonderful young women in New York. Best of luck to you and I'd like to say thank you very much for always chatting with me here in Ireland Calls. It's a pleasure, Tracer, to be with you. Thank you. Thank you.